Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear on today's banging I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My take, the only take that matters on Taylor Swift and Travis Kels. I break this down as only I can do. Plus, you know I'm not a college football guy, but the jealousy, the envy, the excitement... Of Deion Sanders, Neon Deion Sanders in college football, who I love. I love Neon Deion. When he was in college, I loved him with the Yankees, the Atlanta Falcons. I loved him with the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers. I Everybody loves Neon Dion. Plus, I am going to have a special guest, my guy Lane Frank, who is 15, 15 years old. 1515, he's got a dope podcast. He knows everything about college football. I want his take and his pick on Colorado, who is going into California to play USC. It's USC versus Neon Dion's Colorado football team. I want his pick. I want to know what I should do with the shmoney. So I got my man, Lane Frank, who is the host of a podcast called Schoolyard Sports, plus Dick Stain, Donald Trump. Found guilty, 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 guilty one more time. All right, boom, have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. All right, boom, have no fear. The I Am Riggedy Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here in the place to be in, in Tsukasa. Hope everybody's feeling real good. Hope everybody's feeling real safe. Hope everybody is feeling 
real sane. Name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff. Now rocking with the very, very, very best. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. What a week. What a week. I don't even know where to start. Sometimes I just you just got to throw a dart at the wall. But nonetheless, I hope everybody's feeling real good. Hope everybody's feeling real safe. And I hope everybody's feeling real sane, both mentally and physically. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm on the road again. I'm in Pittsburgh this weekend. Is Pittsburgh in the place to be? Friday and Saturday, the 29th of September, I am in Pittsburgh at the City Winery, the 6th and 7th of October. I'm at the City Winery in ATL, Hotlanta. The 20th and 21st of October, I am in Chicago. Is Chi-Town in the place to be? I am in Chicago, the 20th and the 21st at the City Winery. And then boom, just announced, boom, two shows in Vegas, bitch. I'm in Vegas, bitch. Oh, yeah. November 2nd, November 3rd, two shows in Las Vegas, motherfucker. We're getting wacky in Vegas. It's BravoCon that weekend, and I'm doing some shows. I'm at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Two shows, 11.30 p.m. If you know anything about me, you know that's late. But what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And if you're in Vegas, you got to behave like you're in Vegas So I will be in Vegas November 2nd, November 3rd at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. These shows are going to sell out, okay? Because it ain't a big club. And then I'm in Rebo Beach November 9th. And then I'm in Richmond, Virginia, the 10th and 11th, which happens to be my wife's birthday weekend. So she's pumped. She's going to be with me in Richmond, Virginia. What happened? Virginia is for lovers. And then uh, November 17th, 18th, I'll be in St. Louis. And, and the rest is on uh, on the schedule. But I'm, I'm moving and grooving all fall and winter. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. But most importantly, we have Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Chicago coming up. And like I said, Vegas, baby. <laughs> Vegas. <clears throat> anyway, where should I start? The hoopla, the little dick energy, the the frenzy that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey has brought out from this country is amazing. First of all, let's talk with the little dick energy. So many player-hating ass. I mean, if it's not about race, it's about uh, politics, if it's not about politics, it's just about being a jealous ass hoe. If you don't know anything about football, and I know a lot of you do, and some of you don't, Travis Kels is a good-looking, cool, smooth, swaggy, genuine, likable, incredible, generational football player. He's a generational talent. He might already be considered statistically, 
statistically the greatest tight end ever. Reference, if you don't know anything about football, tight end. The other great tight ends, historically, that you might know of are Rob Gronkowski. Everybody knows the Gronk. Shannon Sharp. Kellen Winslow. To name a few. Travis Kelsey might be better than all of them. And I don't think he's reached his peak yet. Barring injury. So that's just who he is as a football player. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's like... Patrick Mahomes, Scottie Pippen. We all know Patrick, homeboy. He ain't just my homeboy. He ain't just your homeboy. He's everybody's homeboy. He's like Patrick Mahomes, Scottie Pippen. When they do the last dance of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, there'll be a whole section, a whole chapter, a whole episode on Travis Kelsey. This is for my non-football following fans. Just like when I'm talking about Housewives pop culture, I like to break it down for my non-pop culture Housewives Bravo fans. That being said, Travis Kels has dated a, a bunch of Instagram chicks. We, I don't know who they are. Model chicks. Mostly black girls. Badass chicks. He always handles himself with class. He dances. He fucks on the field and he fucks off the field. Travis Kelsey fucks on the field and fucks off the field. But even if you're a Kansas City Chief hater and you love the Buffalo Bills and you love the Raiders and all the other teams that have historically had rivalries with the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody respects Travis Kelsey. He has become more and more popular simply because the Kansas City Chiefs have become more and more on their way to being a dynasty if they aren't already a dynasty. They've won two Super Bowls. They lost to Tom Brady. They make it to AFC championships. They reimagined what offense is like in the NFL. And Travis Kelce is that fucking guy. He's white, he's good-looking, he dances. His brother also plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a great story. It's a great American story. Imagine having two kids that play in the NFL. To remind everybody, again, for my non-football fans, Travis Kelce plays for the Chiefs, and his brother Jason Kelce is the center for the Philadelphia Eagles who lost to the Chiefs. A great story. Travis Kelce didn't come out of nowhere. Travis Kelce has been that dude for the last five or six years. And it's just gotten bigger and bigger. No, Bruno. And it's gotten more and more popular because of their success and their likability and their podcast and their commercials. It's all earned, not given. The fact that now he's allegedly dating Taylor Swift is just the cherry on top. Now, if you remember... I met Swifty, okay, and uh, she couldn't have been nicer. She couldn't have been more enthusiastic. Whenever you see Swifty, she seems like she's having a great time. Does she seem a little bit over the top? Yes. Does she seem like a geek? Yes. I watched her documentary years ago, and I was like, I respect Swifty. She writes her own songs. She's, do I need to, okay, for you non-Swifty fans, I'll break it down like I just did Travis Kelce. She's the biggest pop star in the world. 
I said to my wife, is she like Madonna in terms of pop star? She goes, bigger than Madonna. But that would be like for people our age, we'd equate that. Like, you know, I don't listen to Swifty music. I don't know one of her songs, but I know who Swifty is. Met her at the garden. Couldn't have been nicer. She took a pick with me. I took a pick with her. Everything was everything. But she showed up at the game this weekend. Did She seemed like she was, you know, a little, ga- uh, not gassed up, just having a fucking goof. She's a goofball. I think Taylor Swift is a Bambi-eyed bitch, and I say that with respect, who's also goofy and geeky. She's a musical savant. Of course she's going to be goofy and geeky. Just because she's has model good looks and runway good looks doesn't mean she could escape the fact that she's a musical savant, geeky goofball. She's young. Travis Kels is young. Why are you worried about them? Can a stick man stick? Yes, Travis Kels is on his way to becoming a stick man. Is he Pete Davidson level? No. Pete Davidson is dating some other fucking model slash actress. Drop dead, knock a building down gorgeous. He's the guy, he was just in a rehab for allegedly being on fentanyl, not fentanyl, ketamine. Ketamine, not fentanyl, ketamine. And he's out, boom, he's in another relationship. This guy's a serial monogamous. But he's knocking him down like a bulldozer, this Pete Davidson. But allegedly, Travis Kels is about that life too. And this is his welcome party to non-football fans and to the, the stickman culture of the world. But you got guys like QAnon, Clay Travis. You got all these right-wing people politicizing Travis Kelce's fuck style. And if his fuck style is buckwild and who he's uh, dating and him drinking Bud Light. And then you got other people, the Swifties, they're all, the Swifties make the Ariana Grande fans look like pussies. You don't want beef with the Swifties. I had beef with the Ariana Grande fans. I go to war with the Ariana Grande fans again before I went to war with the Swifties. Uh, The only fan group that's crazier than the Swifties is Beyonce's Beehive, respectfully. Don't want any smoke with them. I took on Janet Jackson's bunch, her old ass fan group, that was nothing. You don't want war with the Swifties. You do not want war with the Beehive. But they're very protective over Swifty, as they should be. She's the leader of a fucking gang. The Crips, the Blondes, MS-13, respectfully, ain't got nothing on the Swifties. But let this stick, man, stick like Swifty, she'll be just fine. She's dated everybody. She'll listen, this relationship, there's no way it's going to last. She was at the game. She's wearing paraphernalia. She's sitting next to, uh, Travis and Jason Kels, uh, respectfully, uh, their mom. Did it seem too soon? It's none of my, I'm 53 years old. I fuck with Swifty. Okay. I fuck with Travis Kels. Swifty's 33. Ah, she's 33, huh? I mean, listen, this is a big girl. She's out there with the heavy hitters, man. You fucking with Joe Jonas and Taylor Lawton, Jake Gyllenhaal, Harry Styles. She knows what the fuck she's doing. She got this. Yo, that smile, that goofy laugh, 
She got this. And if you play her to the left, if you play her to the right, Swifty's going to write a song about your punk ass. Travis Kelce knows that. Play games if you want. Yo, I wouldn't want any fucking problems with Swifty, the Swifties, the Swiftettes, or anything to do with her. Is she a stick woman? Yeah. She's also damn near billionaire. But when you guys like got like QAnon, Clay Travis, and all these other guys, like, why are you worrying about who? Let them freak off. They're having a good time. They're young. And never forget, haters, men and women, you would bat your eyes at Taylor Swift if you saw her in real life. If you walked into an elevator, your heart would flutter and pitter-pat the same way your heart would flutter and pitter-pat if you walked into an elevator and bumped into Travis Kels. Stop being a hater. Be a congratulator, you bitch-ass, hating-ass motherfuckers, you. Sports betting should be a team sport. CaptainPicks.com has got you covered. Me and my team of professional handicappers, a.k.a. the captains, are here to help you dominate the football season. Captain Picks is legit. It's fun, and I love being able to watch games and communicate in the Discord community at the same time. If you sign up right now for single sport football at $50 per week, you'll get picks for both NCAA NFL and year-long fantasy football knowledge. Are you into baseball? Playoffs are around the corner. UFC, PGA, MLS, and more. The captains have got you covered. Maybe you're someone like me who wants to see all the plays, then sign up for daily, weekly, monthly, one-time, or recurring subscriptions with the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, for 20% off. Come and join me and my crew at CaptainPicks.com for single sport at 50 bucks per week or VIP all access. Sports betting should be a team sport. CaptainPicks.com has got you covered. Let's fucking go. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Another guy with Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is out there coaching at the University of Colorado. They got stomped real nice and real proper. And you know I'm not a college football guy. But Oregon stomped them real nice and real proper. I watched it. They lost. Badly. It was like 50 to nothing or 48 to nothing or 42 to 7 or some crazy shit. And the coach of Oregon was in the locker room saying that. We're doing it for wins. They're doing it for clicks. Play the tape, Miles. Play the pregame speech. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood. It's gonna be played on the grass. Yes, sir. Right? It's gonna be played on the grass. And let's go. There it is. My man, my man is trying to get his team fired up. He's doing and saying whatever he needs to say to get his team fired up. And every again, it becomes about race. Because it's a white coach doing it. A white coach getting his team fired up. Why are they running up the score? The same reason why Dion would run up the score. He knows what it is, and I'm a big Neon Dion fan. I like his music. Must be the money that's turning me on. I like that joint. I like when he was with the Yankees. I like when he was in Florida. I like when he was in the 49ers. I even liked him when he was on the Cowboys. I liked him when he was the Braves. I liked his 30 for 30. I like his sunglasses. I like Jerry curled Deion Sanders. I like balding Deion Sanders. And I like plug job. You know, Deion Sanders got a plug job. Everybody likes Deion Sanders. But, yo, he knows what it is. You're not just going to come into college football and win every single game. You're not out there playing. He gives the greatest pregame speeches. He gives the greatest interviews, but he's only the coach. And rest assured, if Oregon lost to Colorado, you don't think Dion and the Colorado players would be talking insane amounts of shit? They were talking insane amounts of shit before the game. It's football, man. And I'm sure there's jealousy from the other coaches. Listen, I'm not Mr. College Football, so I can't give a lot of insight. I know there's a lot of jealousy and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you get on that that gridiron, you get on that field, no pep talks matter, no Instagram matters, practice don't matter, likes don't matter, 
your cleats being the flyest, don't matter. Your jersey being the newest, the cleanest. The only thing that matters is which team is going to beat the other team's ass. No, Bruno. I don't know why people, they were acting like Colorado's going to win every single game. They lost that game. They're going to lose more games. They're going to lose more games. And I'm a, I'm a Dion fan. But to make it seem like that coach was, it was about race. Because he said, they're doing it for clicks. We're doing it for the wins. And of course, Oregon is doing it for clicks. Of course, that coach is doing it for clicks. He's getting in his, his team's head to prepare them for a game that if they lost, if you think that coach was bad, if Oregon lost, what do you think of Colorado and what do you think Deion Sanders would have been saying if they had won that game? Way, way, way more than that. Let Deion do his thing and let the other coaches do their things. And speaking of Neon Deion Sanders, speaking of prime time, as I told you, I have a champion I have a brilliant mind, truly a young, brilliant mind of all things sports. Uh, Lane Frank, the host of a very popular podcast, YouTube channel called Schoolyard Sports. He's only 15 years old, and he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest college football and NFL minds in the business. And there are tons of them. Uh, so I want to uh, bring in Lane Frank. I want to talk to you about all things Neon Dion. And I got a couple other questions for you. How are you, my friend, Lane? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for that intro. You know, I love thinking of myself as maybe the best college football mind in the world. The single best college football mind in the world. How old are you, man? I'm 15. So this is my fourth year with the podcast. 15 years old. Golly. All right. Well, I'm going to keep it clean because I like to, uh, you know, keep my content age appropriate. So <laughs> primetime, Neon Deion Sanders, Colorado. They got spanked by Oregon. They're going into UFC. I'm very open about the fact that I don't follow college football that much. But, you know, the good thing about everything that is going on with Colorado is that it's making people like me and abroad and even further, you know, pay attention to college football. So UFC, USC, I think I said UFC, USC is obviously a huge college football program. Um, what's the spread? What's your prediction on this game this weekend? If you were a betting man, break down this game for me. So if I was a betting man, the spread right now is USC 21 and a half. I think that's basically going off of what happened last week, Colorado versus Oregon. Oregon is a complete different football team from USC. Oregon plays gritty on offense, gritty on defense. They're not afraid to smash you in your teeth. USC, on the other hand, they're different. They're okay with giving up an 80-yard touchdown if that means they score on their next drive. They just gave up 28 points to the worst team in the Power 5 in Arizona State. Colorado's got a great offense led by Deion Sun, Shadur Sanders. They're going to do some things. They did some big things against TCU. Their defense, TCU's defense, not so great. That's why they won that game. Nebraska's defense, not so great. That's why they won that game. I think USC might have the best offense in the country, but if they can't play defense, this game is going to be close. I have USC winning very close in this one. It's going to be a shootout. Let's go USC. Wow. Okay, so so the spread now is minus 21, USC minus 21? Minus 21. I think that's really just going off what we saw last week, Colorado versus Oregon. So that spread's not going to happen. 
I don't think so. I think Caleb Williams is the best player in college football, and I think they're going to put up 40 to 50 points. I just don't know about that defense. Wow, okay. So just based on everything you know on about college football, where do you think uh, this Colorado football team will end up at the end of the season? Like, how good are they? How much hype is it? You know, how much is it bells and whistles and Deion Sanders? Like, can they compete for anything? Can they compete for a bowl game? Like, how do you think it'll end this season with uh, that team? I think for sure they can make a bowl game. I'd say the peak for this team is eight to nine wins at most. They'll make a bowl game, but Pac-12 championship, playoff, that's all out of the equation, in my opinion, right now. They've got a good offense, good defense, but... They just don't have enough dogs in the field. That's what Deion Sanders said. He said, you know, we're good enough to beat teams like Nebraska and TCU. I need a few more guys, a few more years to get up there with the guys like USC and Oregon. Who's the best player in college football right now? Like, who do you think is the Heisman Trophy, uh, you know, leading candidate right now? Well, the best player in college football and won the Heisman last year is Caleb Williams. And it's kind of rare for someone to win the Heisman and come back there next year. But Caleb Williams wasn't eligible for the NFL yet. So Caleb Williams... Presumed to be the number one overall NFL draft pick this year. Probably will happen. He's been great so far this season for USC. They play through him. He's the best player in college football. He's Superman. That's why I like to call him his three years of college football. So it's without a doubt, USC quarterback, Caleb Williams. And you know, Lane, that I'm a fantasy football monster, a fantasy mm-hmm. football guru, a senior fantasy football analyst. Um, next year, aside from Caleb, what rookie should I be paying attention to already in my fantasy football draft? I don't care what position it is. I don't care if it's a running back. I don't care if it's a receiver. I don't care if it's a quarterback. Aside from Caleb in my fantasy football draft, who will be the standout rookie in next year in the NFL? I think it's without a doubt Marvin Harrison Jr., son of Marvin Harrison, who's obviously one of wow. the greatest NFL receivers of all time. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a monster on the football field. Could have been a top five pick last year. Wasn't eligible. He's a junior now. Maybe the best player in college football outside of Caleb Williams. He's a monster. He's going to be a wide receiver one day one in the NFL. Whatever team gets him, that's a massive snag. He's great. Marvin Harrison Jr., I would definitely pick him up in fantasy next year. I love this lane. All right, if you were a betting man, I know you're not. You're a 15-year-old. What are you, in the 10th grade? I'm in the 10th grade, but I can be a betting man if you want me to. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you were a betting man, what other two college football games would you say to me, Michael Rappaport, the gringo mandingo, the disruptive warrior, what other two college football games would you tell me to look at and how would you tell me to bet this weekend? I think there's two really good games this week. The best game of the week is Duke versus Notre Dame. Duke, obviously, always known for their basketball. Now they've got a football program running. They got a new head coach. They won a lot of games last year. They're undefeated this season. They're playing at home versus Notre Dame night game. I think Duke wins that game. They already have a big win against Clemson in week one. That's going to be the biggest win of the week, I think, for Duke. They'll move into the top 10. So Duke over Notre Dame. And then for my second game, I'll go with LSU minus two and a half versus Ole Miss. Almost had a tough loss to Alabama last week. I think the wheels started to fall off a little bit right here for Lane Train, Lane Kiffin, and Ole Miss. Let's go Brian Kelly and LSU to win that one. All right, now let's move on to something I know a good amount about, uh, the NFL and fantasy football. First of all, let me ask you something. My fantasy football team in the Stern Fantasy Football League, I don't know how much you know about the Monkey Bowl. Uh, You you know about the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl. Um, (laughs) But in the Stern Fantasy Football team, I am playing Baba Bowie. Uh, this is a person that, as a young adult, you should stay away from his teeth. They're scary. They <laughs> smell bad. Um, but okay. in my other league, in my other league, I'm having trouble with my running backs. Jameer Gibbs, rookie 
Detroit Lions running back has not touched the end zone yet. Do I drop Jameer Gibbs? What is your take on Jameer Gibbs? He's freaking me out. And I know he's a rookie, but I got like I need to win like effective immediately. Well, there's a lot of other good rookie running backs. Miss that right there. We had a guy, Devon H. Chain, go for 52 points last week with the Miami Dolphins, but Jameer Gibbs hasn't had touched the end zone yet. Like you said, maybe he will tonight. I just don't think they play through him on that offense. I think there's some other better rookie running backs out there like Devon A. Chain. Yeah, I know. That doesn't help my fantasy football team. And what about Damian Pierce? He's another one. Damian Pierce is solid. I think Damian Pierce is going to get a lot more touches, going to touch the end zone a lot more. Definitely start him in your fantasy football league. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Because it's been brutal. Heading into week four, which is crazy. Week four is like the f- almost the first quarter of the NFL season is, is coming to an end. If you were a betting man, what games are you looking at if you could put down money? If you were of age, and obviously I promote nothing but you know appropriate betting and so forth and so on. I am uh, 53, so I could do whatever the hell I need to do, Elaine. <laughs> um, what three NFL games are you looking at? Or two NFL, or you know, if there's even four, what NFL games are you looking at for sure bet betting? I'm looking at Dolphins Bills. Dolphins put up 70 points last week and they're two and a half point underdogs. That is a lock plus two and a half. I think the Dolphins win that game no matter what. I like the Bills team, but Dolphins are better right now. Dolphins might just be the best team in the NFL. I think they win that one. And then let me look for one more game. I think Dallas coming off a loss. They're pretty angry right now. They're going to play New England at home. Only six and a half point favorites. I think Dallas might just slaughter New England in this one. You think so, huh? I think so. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Giants fan. But I just think the Cowboys coming off a loss. They're angry. Bill Belichick, they finally got their first one this season against the Jets last week, but not a good football team, New England Patriots this year. Let's go with the Cowboys destroying the Patriots on uh, Sunday. These are two teams that I hate. I can't stand the Cowboys. I can't stand the Patriots. So if I can win some money off the Dallas Cowboys, I'm happy to do it because, uh, you know, there's no feelings in fantasy. And when you're when you're putting that money where your mouth is, there are no feelings in betting. What is your other take on just the landscape? I know it's early in the season. What is your other mm-hmm. take on the landscape of the, I'll just say the AFC and the NFC thus far? Like, who do you think's coming out of the AFC? Who do you think's coming out of the NFC? I think for the NFC, Master Bowl champion pick, San Francisco 49ers, most solid team in the NFL. Their quarterback, Brock Purdy, has not lost a game yet that he started and finished. That's a lock, in my opinion. The Eagles are really good in the NFC. I just think the 49ers are better right now. And then for the AFC, it's always going to be the Kansas City Chiefs until they start losing more. So Chiefs right now, most consistent team in football. They know how to get things done. So yeah, Chiefs out of the AFC, 49ers out of the NFC. But something I'm seeing right now, a lot of good teams in the NFL, say the Vikings, Bengals, Chargers, teams that made the playoffs last year, really bad records to start this season. So that's something to look at. Yeah, man, it's been a messy start of the NFL season. Maybe I'm just saying that because, uh, uh, you know, one of my fantasy football uh, teams is is not doing so good. But it's been a little bit all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Also just came in, I'm going to switch to basketball here. Dame Dollar, Dame Lillard is now with the Milwaukee Bucks. They had to give up Drew Holiday, uh, which is, you know, Drew Holiday is glue. Drew Holiday makes big plays on the defensive side. He sometimes, you know, can get some good shots, but he's a tough player. He's 38. Is he 38 years old, Drew Holiday? Or Drew Holiday's not 38. He's 33, but still getting up there. 33. 33, yeah. 33. What did I say 38? I'm 33 years old. He, you know, he's still tough. He won that championship uh, with the Bucs team. 
But right now, uh, as we, uh, you know, head into training camp, because, yo, NBA training camp is starting, like, in a few days. Season starts next month. Insane. Which, that's crazy. What do you make of this trade of Dame Dollar going to Milwaukee, uh, you know, and the other DeAndre um, Ayton went to uh, Portland? Like, what do you make of this trade? You know, for Milwaukee and Damian Lillard, this is the best thing possible. For Milwaukee, you could say, oh, it's tough. They had to get rid of Drew Holiday. What would you rather have, Damian Lillard or Drew Holiday? Everyone's going to say Damian Lillard, so that's why you got Damian Lillard right there. Only have to give up one other first-round pick to the Blazers. They won this deal no matter what. And then for the Blazers, you give up Yusuf Nurkic, you give up Grayson Allen, a few other guys. But you get DeAndre Ayton, former first-round pick, former first-overall pick. He's a little bit of a bust right now. I don't like this move at all for Portland. You're not getting much out of it. You're getting Drew Holiday, who you're probably going to get rid of. You're getting a first-round pick for many years down the way when you could have got like four first-round picks from the Miami Heat, and they get DeAndre Ayton. I don't love this trade at all for the Blazers, but for Damian Lillard and the Bucks, this is what's going to win you an NBA championship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be uh, uh, big for them. And, uh, you know, I, I like the Bucks. I like to see them do well. And, uh, you know, it came at the last minute because, uh, like we just said, the uh, training camp is starting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, I'm placing some bets this weekend on the uh, the games that you just gave me. Um, I appreciate your first appearance on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Everybody, listen, Lane Frank, Schoolyard Sports, has got his own podcast, got his own YouTube channel. He breaks down every single thing in sports. Uh, he's Like he said, like he said, he said it, the greatest mind in college football. Today he's fifth years old. So what do you got? What do you got? Like soccer later on today? What does a 15-year-old do today? <laughs> I got tennis practice in about 30 minutes. Tennis. I'm do that for three hours, and I got some homework. So that's about it. All right. All right. Well, I'm wishing you luck uh, with everything you're doing, and I can't wait to have you back on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and I'll let you know. You know I'm going to break your balls if these picks don't come through, even though you're not <laughs> a betting man. I'm going to I'm going to break your balls. Hopefully uh, they do come through and I'm going to play these games <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give everybody the update and the outcome on the next I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Lane, I appreciate you uh, coming on the Thank show, you. my friend. Thank you so much for having me on. That's great. Thank you. I Am Rapport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft. King's YouTube channel is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you think the fucking Dallas Cowboys were going to go undefeated this season? Is that what you actually thought, people? That the Dallas Cowboys huh, were going to go undiggity defeated? Come on. They fucking lost. Speaking of NFL, it was put out by J. Cole, the rapper J. Cole, who I like. I like a lot of his shit. Respect him. He put out, he said, uh, he talked to Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick wrote a letter to the New York Jets with his references, saying that he's still in shape, saying that he still had the desire to play, and saying that he would even get on the New York Jets practice squad. I don't know why. Listen. Cap, I fuck with you. I know this guy is a good guy. I know this guy is a well-meaning guy. I know this guy is a good-intentioned person. I know that this guy only wants the betterment of humanity, of society, wants the betterment and the protection of people, black people specifically, from being abused by the police. I do not, we've talked about this endlessly. I do not think he handled everything correctly. Um, he sued the NFL. It was settled. He had an opportunity to try out for NFL teams, which is unprecedented. And a couple of hours before that tryout, he decided on his own to move the tryout from the NFL sanctioned location to his own location. That was it. You're not that good. It's over. And yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, you got your money. If I was Colin Kaepernick, I'd be like, yo, fuck it. If you're willing to play for the New York Jets practice team, go to Canada and play. Play in the CFL. Play in the Arena League. Show your ta- Be undeniably great out there. Because if it's about playing football, that's where you can play. If it's about playing in the NFL, yo, this shit is is done. It is fucking done. And it comes up like every year. And yes, we know this quarterback played and that quarterback played and this quarterback's in the league. And yo, this dude hasn't played professional football in seven fucking years, man. That shit's crazy. Seven fucking years. Done. Just like the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl hopes. They're not winning this fucking Super Bowl. Mark my words. I'm saying this at the end of September. Whatever date this is. September, whatever the fuck the date this is. The Dallas Cowboys are not winning 
the Super Bowl. Miles Jordan, dog ear this. They're not winning the Super Bowl, you fucks, you. Sorry. And I know probably you're like, well, what about, what about your Giants? Fuck you. We ain't talking about my Giants. What about your Jets? Fuck you. Uh, Mike Rob, what about your fantasy football team? Now, don't fucking get me crazy. This ain't about Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. History of Violence, a.k.a. These Lips Don't Lie. This is about the Dallas Cowboys. You fuck you. What's going on? I was out on the strike line today. The WGA, the Writers Guild of America, is done with their strike, settled, and that's great. However, the Screen Actors Guild, SAG, respectfully, we don't even have our next meeting with the producers on the docket, on the books, as of the recording of this I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Now, sniff around. See if your favorite actor is on their Instagram talking about it. See if your favorite big, big, big star is saying anything about it. See if your favorite, favorite big comedian slash actor is saying anything about it. Crickets. Let me hear some crickets, Miles Jordan. You hear that? Those are fucking crickets. Now, I was out there striking today. I don't like it. It's loud. It's boring. It's depressing. Do not be fooled by what goes on Instagram. Do not be fooled by what's on social media with these strikes. Do not be fooled of any of it. It sucks. Big elephant dick. Okay? It's not fun. It's not crunk. And now that the writers, they figured it out, where's that union solidarity? Uh, We were with you guys every single day on the front lines until we started striking on our own. Where are you guys? We need support. You motherfuckers are back to work. But you can't do shit without us. Now, what they're thinking is going to happen, the producers, is uh, they want to smoke us out. Remember how Bush said he was going to smoke out Osama bin Dum-Dum? Well, that's what they think they're going to do with us. Historically, the directors always settle. Then it's the writers. Then it's the actors. You'd be like, how the fuck can they do that? The actors are the biggest names. I don't fucking know how it works, why it happens. But they're trying to give us scraps and you're like, Mike Rapp, but what about Leonardo? We ain't talking about Leonardo, George Clooney, Brad Pizzle on them. We're talking about the, the everyday folk. But your favorite big shot actor, all these award-winning actors at the, the Emmys, the Oscars, the People Choice Awards, the Golden Globes, they're up there. Feminism is this. And pollution is that. And Save the Penguins is this. And save the trees that I'm down with all that too. But where are you motherfuckers at with this? More crickets. God damn it. More fucking crickets. You hear the crickets? Anyway, while I was walking around New York, there's a health crisis. There's an overdose crisis in New York. Motherfuckers are ODing at record numbers in New York. Nueva Yorka. 
a 12% increase in fatal overdoses in New York. And now they're suggesting that everyday folk like myself, everyday New Yorkers who ain't got drug problems, who are not on that heroin, that fentanyl, that booger sugar, that nose candy, or whatever the fuck else these people are on, they're suggesting that we, that we, everyday folk, learn and carry around naloxone, which is an anti-overdose medicine, an overdose reverse medicine. So if I'm walking down the street and a motherfucker is OD and I'm supposed to, what am I, I'm a Dr. Feelgood over here, Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Stranger, Dr. J. Listen, I'll call 911, but I'm not, I'm not dosing something. The fuck, you know what kind of, liability shit you could get into you know how dangerous that is you're supposed to take out some hydrochlorine or hydrochloride some naloxone naloxone it's an injectable and give it to some a perfect stranger on the street ODing I ain't doing it I save planes I save my wife from choking uh, and who knows what other heroic tricks I have up my sleeve, but I ain't doing all that. Sorry. Uh, you can't expect people to do all that. You need to be trained to do all that. I mean, if you could like throw some some water on them or something, maybe that'll help if I could, something like that. But I'm not doing all that other goofy shit you're talking about. I'm not trained in that area. What else is going on? Pig dick lost again. <laughs> Liable of fraud. A ruling finding pig dick Donald Trump was liable of fraud and canceling his business licenses is rare. And he got fucked again for lying. Him and his sons lying, saying that that shithole Mar-a-Lago is worth $300 million. $300 million. This guy said that that piss hole down there is worth 300, no, 600, 600 million dollars. 600 more than it was actually worth. Said that his dump hole, Trump Towers, is 200 million dollars more valuable than what it was. And it's twice, no, triple the actual size. He said that his property was triple the actual size as if nobody was going to be able to check and nobody was going to be able to find out that this happened. The judge said that his, his lawyer's claims were fantasies. Unquote. Said that homie's on some Disney World shit. On some, some Mickey Mouse, uh, Peter Pan type shit. Got him... Got him one more time. Got him one more time. It's so good. And are you surprised? Of course not. We're anesthetized from all his bullshit. We are numb from all his bullshit. Everything about him has become white noise, but not me. Not for me. I hear it clear as day. This motherfucker lies about everything. Lies about his dick size, lies about his hand size, lies about his weight, lies about his wallet size. He's a no good 
good-for-nothing, lion-ass, punk-ass, trick-ass bitch. And they got him a wiggity one mo time. Miles Jordan, let's do it. Uh, let's do a take me out of here with something real nice. End this puppy with something real loud, but most importantly, end this puppy with something real funky. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the world's most disruptive podcast and follow me on each and every platform at Michael Rappaport. Respectfully, I'm out. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.